This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. I'm so sorry. Ellen's apology to her staff. As one of her celebrity guests goes public, what he says Ellen's really like. Then exclusive, the wealthy businesswoman who freaked out at Target over face masks. How she says it turned her life upside down. She lost her business and her husband. You just don't know what somebody's dealing with until you walk a mile in their shoes. And how the pandemic led to the reunion of these long-lost sisters after 50 years. Oh my God, this is my sister. Then... They all took the knee. Stunning display at the season opener. Plus, kidnapped heroine Elizabeth Smart returning to the scene of another kidnapping. I hope this ends up being a really empowering experience. Elizabeth, are you forever looking over your shoulder? Then, as stiff as stone, the pup that turned into a rock. Good job. How they nursed Bunny back to health. And... Secrets of Beyonce's stunning new video album. Look at Blue Ivy. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Calvi in today for Deborah. The Ellen Show scandal is heating up. There are now claims of sexual misconduct involving the show's executive producer. As Jim Ray reports, the new allegations emerge as Ellen issues an apology. Hi, everybody. Ellen DeGeneres is breaking her silence today, apologizing for those bombshell accusations about a toxic work culture at her show. Hey, everybody, it's Ellen. The letter to her staff begins. She writes that she wanted The Ellen Show to be a place of happiness where no one would ever raise their voice and everyone would be treated with respect. Obviously, something changed, and I am disappointed to learn that this has not been the case. And for that, I am sorry. My name is on the show, and everything we do and I take responsibility for that but she also blames others for the scandal that's threatening her queen of nice reputation I've not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs as they knew I'd want them done clearly some didn't that will now change just hours after Ellen's apology a new report by BuzzFeed detailed more allegations against the show the BuzzFeed article paints a disturbing picture of what junior staffers say it's like at the Ellen show which is shot here at Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank. Executive producer Ed Glavin is also said to have had a button underneath his desk, which he used to intimidate employees by remotely shutting his office door during meetings. Usually, according to these former employees, this was what they call an intimidation tactic 
to induce fear. BuzzFeed's Christy Lee Yandoli spoke to former employees who accused Glavin of being handsy with women in workspaces like the control room, rubbing their shoulders and touching them on their lower waist. The former employees who I spoke to said that they experienced and witnessed a range of sexual harassment, sexual misconduct um, from top executive producer Ed Glavin and filtered and permeated throughout the culture. Glavin has reportedly been fired. The $50 million a year queen of daytime television is not accused of any misconduct herself. Now the question is, was she in the dark or did she turn a blind eye? Today, actor Brad Garrett tweeted an eye-opening response to the scandal. Sorry, but it does come from the top at The Ellen Show. No more than one who were treated horribly by her. Common knowledge. Garrett should know. He's appeared on the show as a guest six times. Is it your sense that some of these former employees don't believe that Ellen was unaware of these allegations? Yes. Former employees who I spoke to said that they find it hard to believe Ellen doesn't know the full scope of what goes on behind the scenes if everybody else knows. We contacted Ellen's reportedly fired executive producer for comment, but did not hear back. The NBA kicked off their season last night, and as the national anthem played, it was a dramatic scene as every single player took a knee. A powerful moment of unity as basketball returned last night. Every player, every coach, even the referees took a knee during the national anthem. After a 141-day hiatus, the racial issues America is dealing with were front and center at the NBA bubble where everyone is sequestered in an isolation zone at Disney World. Black Lives Matter was painted courtside, and the players carried protest messages on their jerseys. The game of basketball has always been bigger than just the ball in the rim and 10 guys on the floor with referees. It's an opportunity to use this platform and be able to spread a lot of positive, a lot of love throughout the course, uh, throughout the course of the whole world. Say her name on this jersey is a reference to Breonna Taylor, who was shot dead as she slept in her Louisville home during a police raid. Brianna is also on the cover of O Magazine. It's the first time in 20 years that Oprah has not been on the cover. Oprah spoke to CBS this morning. This was my way, our way at O Magazine of honoring her, celebrating her life and the lives of every other uh, woman, black woman in particular, whose life has been taken, unfortunately, um, too soon. If it were not for COVID, I would be marching in the streets. With cops under siege, President Trump met with police union leaders from across America today. It's a very dangerous profession, and uh, we are going to toughen it up a lot because the mayors and the governors aren't allowing you to do your job, and you got to be allowed to do your job. Now on to the COVID-19 pandemic. This woman was seen on camera destroying a face mask display inside a Target store. The video was played across the country. Now she's talking with Inside Edition saying the incident changed her life forever. She's the businesswoman who earned national infamy for demolishing a face mask display at a Target store four weeks ago. We don't want any of this anymore. This is over. Now she's speaking out to Inside Edition about the incident, which she admits has turned her life upside down. What went through your mind to go over 
to that mask display. Yeah, I saw it and I just something in me just snapped. Like I've just been, you know, like a lot of people so angry and frustrated with like what's been going on. Melissa Lively, who owns a prominent public relations company in Scottsdale, Arizona, says she suffered a mental collapse when she flipped out at the Target store. She says she lost all of her clients and her husband filed for divorce after the video went viral with 10 million views. I lost everything and, you know, it's just, I guess if that's what the world needed to see to make them feel better, then I guess they got it. And some parents say this looks like a prison in their school district's plan for reopening. Social distancing will be adhered to in all shared spaces. The video outlines the new protocols in Manatee County, Florida. It shows teachers wearing lab coats and face shields. And the kids sure don't look very happy, walking the hallways six feet apart and eating lunch all alone. Here's how one mom described it on TikTok. And I'm not going to lie, it looks a little apocalyptic-y. A little Hunger Gamesy. Schools here in New York City, the nation's largest school system, are also getting set to reopen. But if just one child or teacher tests positive for COVID-19, then the entire classroom will be sent home. If there are two or more cases, then the school will be shut down and everyone sent back to quarantine for at least 14 days. We're hearing a grim new prediction from the CDC. There could be up to 182,000 deaths by August 22nd. And as if Florida doesn't have enough to deal with, there's a hurricane coming. It's likely to hammer states already badly affected by the pandemic. The hurricane-pandemic combo even has a nickname, COVID-cane. It's a fast mover as of right now. Hurricane Isaias is set to make landfall in Florida tomorrow. And the White House is reacting today to speculation that Trump ally Herman Cain contracted COVID-19 at the president's Tulsa rally. I would refer you um, to a post on Herman Cain's website, um, and he says, I realize, uh, or his website rather, I realize people will speculate about the Tulsa rally, but Herman did a lot of traveling the past week. I don't think there's any way to trace this to one specific contact that caused the infection. Um, we'll never know. I had COVID-19. Actor Brian Cranston, who has recovered from his bout with COVID-19, is now doing his part, donating plasma rich with life-saving antibodies. How much is that? It's about 840 milliliters. Little gold, little gold. Cranston urged his 2.5 million Instagram followers to keep wearing masks and washing their hands. Now, the last TV appearance of Glee star Naya Rivera. The 33-year-old lost her life in a tragic boating accident earlier this month. But before that fateful day, she took a job as a judge on a baking show that's just being released today. It's the final TV appearance of Naya Rivera before her tragic drowning death. Naya, welcome to the show. Thank you. Rivera appears as a guest judge on the Netflix baking competition Sugar Rush. I thought it was delicious. What are these, chow mein noodles? Three weeks ago, the actress who rose to fame on Glee drowned in a lake outside of Los Angeles while on a swimming excursion with her son, which makes this moment all the more poignant. Naya, are you a baker at all? I do, yeah. I have a four-year-old son, so you're kind of required to know how to bake at that point. <laughs> what is his favorite thing to have made for him? Chocolate chip cookies. Authorities believe the 33-year-old Naya used her last ounce of strength to lift the boy onto the pontoon boat before she drowned. 
The episode of Sugar Rush begins with this dedication to Rivera. Naya Rivera's just released death certificate shows she died only minutes after going under the water. It also reveals she was buried in a private funeral last week in Hollywood. There is big reaction to Beyonce's almost hour and a half long music video, Black is King. And now we can reveal all the behind the scenes secrets of Beyonce's passion project that she spent a whole year working on. Beyonce dropped the 85-minute video album at midnight on the streaming service Disney+. Plus. She calls it her passion project and a labor of love. It was shot over the course of a year across the globe on three continents, North America, Africa, and Europe. Several high-profile guests make cameos, including Beyonce's former Destiny's Child bandmate Kelly Rowland, Pharrell Williams, supermodel Naomi Campbell, and actress Lupita Nyong'o. But it's Queen Bey's family who really steals the show. There's her mom, husband Jay-Z, her twins, Rumi and Sir, and check out eight-year-old Blue Ivy's singing debut on the song Brown Skin Girl. Beyonce says the film is meant to celebrate the breadth and beauty of black ancestry, adding the events of 2020 have made the film's vision and message even more relevant. Beyonce says she was inspired to make the film while working on songs for the recent Lion King remake. She has dedicated it to her three-year-old son. She's one of the most famous kidnapping victims in America. Now Elizabeth Smart is meeting with a fellow survivor, a woman who was held captive by a man for three days after he killed her husband. Smart tells us they have a special bond because of what they went through. These two women share a unique bond very few women have. Elizabeth Smart is the famous kidnap survivor, and Kendra Torres was also kidnapped. Kendra was a young bride when a gunman killed her husband and took her captive in these remote woods. Well, it's really brave of you to come back. I mean, I hope this ends up being a really empowering experience. I'm feeling empowered. She talks about what it was like, and honestly, it's horrific. Kendra's chilling story is featured in a TV program Elizabeth hosts, Elizabeth Smart, Finding Justice. They went up into the mountains to go fishing, and that's where everything turned into the worst possible nightmare a human could have. And actually, there's a lot of similarities between her story and my story. I know what it's like to feel like you're so completely powerless that there's nothing you can do except survive. Elizabeth was abducted from her home in 2002 at age 14 and held captive by Brian Mitchell and his wife, Wanda Barzi, for nine months. Mitchell remains in prison, but to the surprise of many, Barzi was released in 2000. 2018. Elizabeth, are you forever looking over your shoulder? Do you have security to this day? Oh, I definitely have security. I mean, how could how could I not? What is life like now? Now I have three children, so I definitely am always like, where are they? Who are they with? What are they doing? If one of them wanders out of my sight, um, I probably get a little bit more 
panic even maybe your average parent does. What's the takeaway for all the viewers when they watch this project? I hope that they can just walk away being like, wow, that is an incredible woman because she is. And I hope other audience members who are victims or survivors themselves feel inspired and hopeful that they can go on, that they're not alone. I'm feeling empowered for sure. Good, you should. Elizabeth Smart, Finding Justice, airs Sunday night on Lifetime. Next, how the pandemic led to the reunion of these long-lost sisters after 50 years. Oh my God, this is my sister. Then, as stiff as stone, the pup that turned into a rock. Good job. How they nursed Bunny back to health. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This next story will have you asking, what are the chances a woman who survived COVID-19 is sent to a rehabilitation center? And as Les Trent reports, one of the aides turned out to be her long lost sister. Something good coming from the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, yes, at least for these women, they're actually long lost sisters reunited after 53 years. Deb Borough was just six months old when she was placed into foster care way back in 1967. My father was a truck driver and he would make my mother go out on the road with him and be gone for a week. So the state of Nebraska came in and took us because I believe a neighbor called in. Her big sister Doris was 20 years old and not living at home. She had no idea what happened to her kid sister. Fast forward more than half a century and the global pandemic that changed the world. Doris was hit with coronavirus. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. After fighting for her life for 30 days in a hospital, Doris was transferred to the Fremont Methodist Rehab Facility in Nebraska. It also just so happens to be where Bev works. I seen her name and I was just like, oh my God, this is my sister. Because Doris is deaf, her sister took out a whiteboard like this and wrote out this question. Is your father Wendell Huffman? She read it and then she says, that's my daddy. Long lost sisters reunited after all these decades, all because of COVID-19. If I wouldn't have got the COVID in the beginning, we would have never this would have never happened. Incredible. And when we come back, why is this puppy turning hard as stone? You're looking at a miracle dog. She was paralyzed from head to tail. Now the pooch named Bunny is hopping around again. It looks like a statue of a dog. It's as stiff as stone. It's like picking up a coffee table. But this puppy named Bunny is real. Oh, what a good girl. Bunny is afflicted with tetanus, also known as lockjaw. The most hallmark sign of it, though, is the complete paralyzation of the victims. Bunny's owner agreed to give her up to veterinarian Allie Thompson's round-the-clock treatment. We kept the hope alive, but always with the realization that she may not make it. Why did you cover her eyes? Any amount of stimuli can set off a violent seizure. After days of constant care, there were incremental signs of progress. Good job. Then this, her tail started to wag like a happy dog. Hey, girl. She couldn't move a single muscle on her body, except that little tail would start going. Oh my goodness! 
Dr. Thompson came home from work to this surprise. Bunny was now standing on her own, tentatively at first. Here's Bunny today. There she is. From stone to this, all thanks to the doctor who wouldn't give up. She's absolutely a member of our family now. So glad Bunny is better. And coming up, a side-splitting prank. Gotcha. Man down. This golfer is in a state of shock. He thinks his errant golf ball hit the guy on the head. But it's a prank. Listen to the homeowner's family cracking up as they record everything. Now watch as the homeowner finally gets up, rubbing his head as he continues pretending he was hit in the noggin. That's Inside Edition. I'm Mary Calvi in for Deborah Norville. See you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.